0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 20th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Courts are increasingly saying that state and local pensions are far from sacrosanct. So what does that mean for the future of pension reform? Eileen Norcross is a senior research fellow at the Mercatus Center where she studies pensions and reform efforts. We spoke last week. There is a widely held belief uh, among people who are within governments that provide pensions to state and local government workers that these pensions are special, that they cannot be cut except through uh, essentially and – well, can't really be cut at all uh, even in the direst of circumstances. But a federal bankruptcy judge in California has said – that's not the case and uh, so we're going to talk about some of the implications of that. First of all, what did this judge essentially say?
1: Uh, in the uh, recent case involving CalPERS and in Stockton, it was a really fascinating outcome. Uh, what was going on there was Stockton um, in the course of its bankruptcy proceedings, basically uh, the, one of the creditors there, Franklin Investments, said, look. We want to. We want everyone treated equally at the table here in terms of cuts. Bondholders should be treated uh, just like um, other creditors, including um, Calpers. And Calpers said that that was just off the table. That they have a special relationship with the city, they're a sovereign entity, and that Stockton had to pay. Uh, what was owed to CalPERS pension system. The judge found there that, in fact, CalPERS should be treated like other creditors or could be treated like other creditors in this situation. Right now, Stockton is continuing to make the payments into the pension plan, but the implication is that should they run into trouble, they could, in fact, uh, regard these payments as not as binding uh, as, as CalPERS insisted they were.
0: So essentially, uh, the state of California and by extension, its subdivisions of Stockton, California and CalPERS, which are effectively divisions of the government, uh, are arguing that CalPERS has first dibs on assets in a bankruptcy and and may lay claim to those, notwithstanding any agreements uh, Stockton or the state of California had with bondholders. Who traditionally are the first claimants on whatever's left. Uh, in the case of a bankruptcy,
1: that's right. Calpers essentially put themselves first in line. Uh, there was a law passed uh, that uh, said Calpers, in the event that a, a city went bankrupt, and specifically in Stockton, they could impose a termination fee on Stockton and say, you know, you owe us one point six billion dollars, and on top of that, we can put a lien on the city's assets if you fail to make these payments into the plan. They were really playing hardball here. Uh, However, the federal bankruptcy judge says, you know, federal bankruptcy law trumps state law. So while you have that state law on the books, we got to think of this in terms of a federal bankruptcy case, and therefore, this provision that they have is, is, is not binding on the city. That has implications for San Bernardino, another city that filed for bankruptcy. There, San Bernardino stopped making some of their payments into the pension system. That caused CalPERS to uh, leap into action and say, you know, you've got to make these payments, and and right now they're working with San Bernardino on a kind of plan, uh, just as they worked with Stockton on, on how they can make these payments into the system. But the Stockton decision has implications for San Bernardino, um, and because it seems to imply that that these cities, again, uh, that that CalPERS doesn't have this this first claim above everybody else on on a city's assets.
0: So uh, states have been wrangling for many years now because sort of the uh, structural problems in state pensions have begun to be revealed. What? should state lawmakers who are watching this both as just a purely rational political matter and uh, in, in terms of trying to give everyone sort of the best deal overall, what should they take away from the fact that this bankruptcy judge effectively says these pensions are not special, that, that there is not a special uh, protection for these pension payments?
1: Well, it depends on the state and it depends on the municipality. Not every municipality can file for bankruptcy. So you're seeing this play out differently in different places. In Michigan, of course, in Detroit, what you have going on there is this um, financial emergency manager provision that the state has uh, put into effect. And so under in, in Detroit's situation, uh, again, it's a bankruptcy case, federal bankruptcy case, they negotiated with the workers and said, let's be reasonable here. You know, you, you've got to give a little too on, on, um, on, on how we decide to go forward, and they're reducing pension benefits there by about 4%. Um, so it's really going to depend on um, the laws in these states. Seven states have constitutional protections for pensions, very strong, um, meaning they can't impair benefits once they've been accrued. And in some cases, it's been interpreted to say you can't imp- impair benef- benefits ever. Um, benefits
0: yet to be accrued. Y-
1: yet to be accrued, and that that would be Illinois, um, as well as this California rule that that now seems to be um, uh, under a uh, little bit of scrutiny. So what? Um, Going forward, it's going to depend on whether municipalities can declare bankruptcy, what their state laws say in terms of protecting benefits. It's still an open question.
0: So Stockton, uh, uh, admirably, at least in one sense, has said, look, we're going to do our absolute best to continue to make these payments.
1: That's right. They've said, you know, this decision's interesting, but we we have every intent of making these payments. They're looking uh, at it through the lens of of pragmatics. You know, what happens when you do stop uh, making those payments into the plan? Could it lead to a reduction in your workforce, um, people leaving? Um, So they're trying to look at the bigger picture. What does it mean pragmatically for uh, services in the city? What does it mean politically, perhaps? Um, So they're not... When the decision came out, they didn't say, "Okay, great, that's what we're going to do." But the implication is that now that the judges ruled this way, should things get really rough and stocked, and there's an option on the table for them.
0: All right. So for other states, and this goes more directly to the political question, uh, my suspicion is watching how this judge and uh, a judge in uh, Detroit has dealt with pensions as a legal matter. That states that are even in a a pretty tough spot like Connecticut, Illinois, Kentucky and some other states uh, might actually be incentivized to avoid making more difficult decisions. That is, why put myself out there politically when I can instead blame a judge for uh, abrogating these pensions. What do you think?
1: There's a distinct possibility of that, sure. It seems like an out perhaps. But I I think there's still a – it's it's not great to have to go through bankruptcy. I don't think that um, states and municipalities – well, states of course cannot declare bankruptcy, but they don't necessarily want to see their cities ending up there. Um, There is that – sure, some may be doing that calculation. Um, I think they're also thinking about it, uh, again, what is the relationship between the municipalities and the unions? What do, can their municipalities even declare bankruptcy? So there's, uh, there, there is some um, complexity there in, in terms of the implications of this decision, this decision for other places. But sure, it does seem to suggest that these pensions are not as sacred perhaps uh, in every single context. And it could, it could be that a judge could find that, yeah, you can impair those benefits. But that, that might also have implications for how unions are thinking about this. Do they want to end up there? Um, is it better to think about these uh, pension systems now and see what their true fiscal health is and figure out how to stabilize them so you don't end up in a situation where you're being asked to take these, these cuts to your pension um, via a bankruptcy judge?
0: so you you're thinking then that, that unions and uh, even public officials that that deal with these pensions may want to get that accurate picture that they've seemingly uh, wanted to avoid for a very long time about the true fiscal health of these systems.
1: I would hope so. that's my hope. Um, I, I think you know it it should be uh, it should send a bit of an alarm um, out there to notify people, (laughs) notify unions, notify politicians that, again, uh, it's better to get a handle on these pension systems today, to think about them as a long-term liability that needs to be managed properly, rather than something where you find yourself in bankruptcy court, um, making these kind of, um, you know, drastic changes to people's um, benefits going forward or negotiating in, in what are not great circumstances and, and bankruptcy circumstances. So I think it has implications for a city like Los Angeles, of course, other California cities. Um, Illinois is a little bit different. Uh, uh, I don't believe their municipalities can declare bankruptcy, so they've got a, just a different. Um, uh, Chicago would be a city that you'd really want to pay attention to in terms of the size of their unfunded liabilities and the immediacy uh, with which they've got to address the um, the long-term liabilities there.
0: So there's the legal question, which is uh, beginning to be answered by uh, judges. There is the political question, which Will be in part impacted by the answer to this legal question. And then there's just the straight up numbers question that for a long time has been unclear at least to lawmakers uh, and many pension managers, that you know that we've been using bad numbers to generate expectations that have turned out to be not terribly realistic. so so the no, the numbers question, Uh, For just a big takeaway for other states right now, what's the answer to the numbers question? How well funded are these things uh, both by their own reckoning and other reckonings?
1: estimates put them at about, depends on what discount rate you use, but by their own reckoning uh, about, let's say, a trillion dollars underfunded by other reckonings using more conservative um, estimates could be as much as nationally, we're talking all pension systems, state state pension systems, about $4 trillion underfunded. Now, um, that number is, of course, uh, you are talking about a lot of plans bundled together. So you want to go and look at individual plans and see where the real problems are. A lot of municipal plans, uh, I think, are the ones uh, you have to pay most close attention to because that's where it could, has a potential to eat up a lot of your budget very quickly. So cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City are seeing their annual pension costs eating up more and more of their revenues, making it difficult to budget. Um, that's where they want to you know, really have a closer look at the numbers what they should be doing. And and, and it's interesting the credit rating agencies are already starting to do this for them. Some of them are starting to evaluate these pension systems a little bit more conservatively. And that's starting to be internalized by uh, policymakers, by politicians. They're starting to get a more accurate picture of what their true debts are. And I think that is pressuring them a little bit to say, hey, look, we've got to do something about our unfunded pension liabilities, about our health care obligations. These are far more significant than we've been been estimating.
0: And unfortunately, bond rating agencies don't have a very good record when it comes to uh, arriving at the party, when it comes to making these determinations about the relative uh, liabilities of corporations, about the fiscal health of uh, any number of entities that they rate.
1: And and yes, I should clarify that uh, it depends on the ratings agencies. Uh, I think Moody's is the one that's using a discount rate that's a little more reflective of the true risk. They're using something closer to a corporate bond rate. Um, Fitch's is not doing that. So, you know, they're they're still – they are a little bit late to this, but I'd say at least they are uh, paying more attention to it and and flagging this a, as a matter of um, importance for municipalities and states. Um, and then on the state level, of course, you've got a few... Bad actors there um, who are who are trying to. I, th- I think they're starting to try to address this. Uh, New Jersey, of course, has been downgraded a few times now, and they've put together a commission to uh, to look at the issue much more closely, uh, try to figure out what they've got to do there. So I think there is there is some um, response on the part of governments due to the credit rating agencies, but um, it would be nice to see, you know, a kind of um, consistent estimate. Of, of these pension plans we've got multiple estimates out there um, from Gasby, from the credit rating agencies, from the states and the governments themselves.
0: There was a question that I have wanted to have asked of state governments, which is essentially ask your attorney general for an opinion about who's first when it comes to claim assets uh, in the in this event of a bankruptcy Is it pension plans and there and thus pensioners? Or is it the people who bought the bonds thinking this is a very safe investment? And I will have – as a bondholder, I will have first claim on assets of uh, local government.
1: That is an – Interesting question. I don't have an answer. Um, but what I will say is it's it's going to boil down to the – how judges interpret the laws that the states have put on their books and they vary. Um, again, you've got seven states with these really tough constitutional protections that if you read it strictly, it sounds like, yes, pension benefits are protected above all other things uh, in perpetuity practically. <laughs> um, and then you have, have um, different laws where, where in the states where you have statutory protections. Um, what's protected, you know, everything that you've accrued to date, or perhaps something less than that. Um, uh, in terms of, um, you know, how that how that stacks up against the claims of uh, bondholders, I think is an excellent question, and I think that would be a very provocative uh, discussion to have.
0: Eileen Norcross studies pension reform at the Mercatus Center. Read more on state and local taxpayer burdens created by Overly Generous Pension Plans at our website, cato.org.